You're listening to Christmas on 7 Sport. Hello and welcome to a brand new series we have this Christmas on 7 Sport called The 12 Games of Christmas. And uh, this is being recorded on the 27th of November, but of course you're listening on Christmas Eve. And I've got two massive stocking fillers for you. In the name of Kelsey DeMario and Matt Yates. Good evening, lads. How are we? Are you calling me Hello, fat? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, just, I just wear small stockings, even though I'm size 15. <laughs> it makes no sense. I've I don't want to know what, what stockings you wear, mate. You keep that to yourself. <laughs> I, 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 I wear size 14 and a half trainers, so that it, it, yeah, it's it's not, not going to be small anyway. <laughs> but how are we? Are we well? Matt, Matt is a... Uh, I mean, this is an audio uh, podcast you're listening to, but Matt is wearing his uh, Wolves training gear. Wolves playing tonight as well. Yeah. So, you know, this could be a... If Matt suddenly gets we really could... angry halfway through, it's because Wolves are going to go down against Fulham. We could be up to 10th if we win tonight, so... Nosebleed. Tissues yeah. ready for the nosebleed that Matt's going to have when Wolves get to the 10th. Um, <laughs> so, so, obviously, you know, when I was putting this list together... You know, two of the names that, that first appeared were, were the two lads who, you know, we've we've been around the country following Gloucester City, following local football. Matt's watched Wolves. I've watched Reading. Kelsey, you've probably watched all sorts of teams. I I, can, I don't even know what teams you have watched and what you haven't. Um, all but... sorts of rubbish, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just locally. Uh, so no, so you know, we we've we we came together. For those who don't know, we came together. And, uh, you know, myself and Matt, we we go way back. We go way back now. When I was at uni wow. and Tigers radio days and, and Kelsey was the press officer for Gloucester City and Seven Sport, you know, was something that, that, that came from that. And, you know, us three have been been pretty good friends since that, really. So I found, I found you. Gloucestershire football would not be the same without me because I found I, you. I learned, <laughs> I learned everything I know from Matt Yates. As that that is the fact of 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 everything. He he showed me the ropes, and uh, he took me to places like Hardwick, to Winchcombe to do radio <laughs> experience, the Seven Sports Show, back in the day in the, on Seven FM, you know, music and news for South Gloucester Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember we uh it was me matt and and another student dan guttridge and we had to pick a, a local team out of the hat and i got quedgedy wanderers and who would have thought a mere seven years later i would collapse at the side of their pitch from heat stroke <laughs> taking me to hospital it's, it's it, you know it, it's been a it's been a delight so <laughs> for the rest of this series We've we've had uh, players, former players, um, you know, active players as well, and I've just sort of said to them, pick your favourite game and and let's go with it, and and it, you know we're going to go for for similar here. We've had some experiences together. You've obviously seen games on your own and and elsewhere. We start with you, Matt. Um, you know, what would you say if I would say to you, what is your favourite game? What would you pick? Well, I I had I was prepared when we were going to record this two weeks ago and then Kelsey bailed at the last minute. So <laughs> I completely forgot about all of it again. But th- talking of, I'm going to start with a rubbish game to start with. Love that. That um, every time I go to this, this place, I hate it. But we had a good time. Me and you went. It was a pre-season friendly about, I want to say like four years ago, three years ago. 
and it was Swindon Town versus Reading in a pre-season friendly. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen so many strange people. <laughs> and that's just and the Reading end. And to top it all off, I got. I didn't know Ryan's family were there. <laughs> my, my my uncle, my cousin went. This is this is bad bad news. Bad news. <laughs> and then yeah, to top it all off, I got a parking ticket. Yes, you did. <clears throat> yes, but like there was no signs. But yeah, no. you didn't get. You, you still got to get anyway. So the last few weeks, I've been working near nearby. Should have contested. You're a fool, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just think every time I drive past it, I think about that day, and I'm like. I fucking hate Swindon. I hate Swindon. <laughs> and uh, one of my mates, I remember we saw one of my mates there who uh, who I won't name him, but but he'll he'll know who he is. He won't listen to this anyway. But he uh, to make a point, he uh, he he went for a wee outside the ground against the stadium just to you know show that he hates Swindon. So good. Yeah, I remember good. that day. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Did not blame him. And also, moment silence for for the fact that Matt has to be working in Swindon at the moment. It's uh, it's tough times. <laughs> it's tough times nowadays. You know, working. Well, he's a working man now, so he works for himself. So he has to go to these bad places to experience the good times. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, good games wise. Um, obviously, I'm a Wolves fan. Um, follow Gloucester City as well. Um, both of them since I was a kid. Basically, my dad took me to both Wolves games and Gloucester City games. Not the best footballing uh, <laughs> childhood because um, they're not the most successful of teams um, until, well, Wolves had a, had a bit of a period recently. That must um, make your decision for best game easier because you've got less games to choose from. Well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one of my favourite Wolves games is actually a game that we lost and I was devastated, which was the FA Cup semi-final a few years ago against Watford. We were absolutely smashing it, dominating Watford. And then a dodgy penalty, thanks to VAR, I'm going to say it, completely changed the whole outcome of that game. And then Delefeu scored that unreal goal as well, didn't he? Well, it was was fluke. But yeah, (laughs) it completely (laughs) changed the whole game and it started Nuno's downfall. But to go to Wembley and see my team play at Wembley in an FA Cup semi-final... The whole atmosphere before it was unreal. Um, another Wolves game, which I'm just going to chuck in there as a, as a mention. I went to it with Penno, and it was um, League One. We were just about to clinch the title, and we were playing Rotherham, and Rotherham were up there as well. And the game finished 5-4, and there was like, I think it was three or four goals in the last 10 minutes. And it was like one for Wolves, one for Rotherham. You didn't know which way it was going to go. Wolves fans were running on the pitch every time a goal went in. Oh, unreal day, that one. That was a really good one. You're a proper fan. League One. League One yeah. for Wolverhampton Wanderers. The the glory days of League One. No VAR. enjoyed it more. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> this is this is a chance for me to right a wrong and to, to, to throw this out there. We used to do the Seven Sport Puncast um, back in the day <laughs> from Matt's, uh, Matt's spare room in his house. And I remember... The conversations we had in that room, us three and and Penno as well, and I remember I said I didn't want VAR. Goal line technology was enough, and I got criticised. Um, I remember you specifically, Matt, was saying, "Oh, you're just saying that because you're a fan of the big teams, and it's just going to favour the big teams." And I just want to throw that out there, and just uh, if I could play the the Nigel Farage uh, clip of "You all laughed at me," well, I have to say, you're not laughing now, are you? 
like how uh, people said Harry Kane was a one-season wonder and now he's breaking records in the Bundesliga. <laughs> you know, that said that. Yeah, went out on a limb, didn't he? <laughs> but, look, but, but coming back to your game there, Matt, so if you had to say, you know, locally, you look at more Gloucester City, um, are there any standout Gloucester City games or local games that, that you know, feature, you know, fondly in your memories? Gloucester City games, um, I've, I've narrowed it down to three. And the two I'm going to mention first are FA Cup games. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I had it on here a second ago. This Which season was it? It'd be interesting uh, to see if you pick the same one that I have. So it's the 2012-13 season. The first game is the FA Cup fourth qualifying round game at home to Chippenham, where Darren Edwards, the iconic Ryan Butler commentary, uh, Darren Edwards sends his team to the FA Cup first round proper for the first time. In 23 years, or whatever it was. And five really, minutes is plenty of time to win a fit match. Yeah. <laughs> that, that there, um, that was at the real high of supporting Gloucester City at that time. <clears throat> the team, the team spirit, the togetherness of the fans, because you're exiled, you're playing at Cheltenham. I think it was still early days in the kind of playing away from Gloucester in the face of adversity. Um got promoted a couple of seasons before that, playing at the highest level you've played at and competing well. And so playing that game for a chance to play in the first round of the FA Cup proper for the first time in 23 years was, yeah, it was it was like peak Gloucester City supporting at that time. So then the next game is obviously that Leighton Orient game, which is the game, the game that followed it. It's probably not my favourite game because I was doing... Um, the media stuff that day and we all took on extra duties as volunteers because there was a lot more going on so you didn't really get to enjoy being mm, a fan yeah. in that game because you're not stood in the stand and that kind of thing plus also wasn't um, it wasn't it postponed originally and it then got rearranged for a was mid-week? that the, was that that one or was no. that the Fleetwood one the season after no it was, it, I'm sure was it was the Orient, Orient that yeah. was, that was, was it yeah. yeah so it was a bit of a but the Chippenham one we were up in the gantry commentating on that. I think you can hear me on the video behind us going, yes, yes, come on. But also the, the, the financial implications that that win had for Gloucester City at the time, you know, Gloucester City in exile, there, you know, there are Gloucester City fans out there who may be listening to this that, you know, weren't old enough to really remember that. And, you know, that just makes me feel really old to say in this. But, you know, the financial implications that it had for Gloucester City, you know, as tenants at Wadden Road, it was massive and, and there was almost that sense of relief to actually get a half decent cup run there. Well, it was another kind of monkey off the back as well mm. of the club. It's something you've not been in the FA Cup first round, you never do well in the cup. And then I'm just looking now at the team Darren Edwards, Morford, Webb, Davis, Andrew, the, the, the players you had in that squad were, um, you know, we talk about the problems across City got at the moment with local lads and that kind of thing, but that was a local team of decent quality that were playing together mm. you know really well um, so that was a really good period to support Gloucester City they were a Obviously, team you didn't want to play against as well yeah. they? Like they were yeah. hard as nails right yeah so those are two other games I picked out um, I suppose the other one would be an away game that me and you did Butler and we went in my car and it was probably the worst game of football we have ever seen ah Histon away I remember it, I remember it fondly for the memories of that journey there and journey back in the rain where we had to pull over because we couldn't couldn't see where we were going. 
it made it a good day in the memory. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I can't I can't describe this game to people too accurately. I remember we got there and I was still sort of learning about city and learning about local football and and we were commentating and the first half was that dull. Um I was really it was the first game where I really thought Christ this is this is tough commentating on a game where literally nothing is happening. And luckily for us, we had Darren Pierce with us. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, he wanted to do a bit of commentary as well. So we sort of said, look, he does second half with Matt. I went behind the goal with with the City fans. And, and the game finished 2-1 to Histon. And the goals were something ridiculous, like the 88th minute, the 90th minute and the 93rd minute. Um, you know, the 87 minutes prior to that, most of it was literally throw into Histon, throw down the line, booted into the forest behind the stand by Matt Coop. <laughs> we then have to wait for a new ball, throw it into Histon, booted into the forest by Matt Coop. And, and it was that for 80-odd minutes. And City were not shutting up shot, but, you know, didn't really offer an awful lot in the game. And then they let in, I think it was two penalties. And, it, you know, I mean, it was two penalties and an own goal at the very end. So, you know, all three goals were just... Horrific, and it was. It is one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. And then, as Matt said, there, yeah, we were on the motorway back, and the rain just suddenly it was biblical. And flurry of cars have pulled onto the hard shoulder just to stop. And Matt was one of them as well. And it was a good five, ten minutes waiting for this this rain to go. Um, and and it's you know it's almost ironic that we're talking about bad games because we experienced that, Matt. But then me and Kelsey, we experienced the the April Fool's Day extravaganza that was Curzon Ashton away. Um, I felt like the biggest fool there on the day, and, and I'm sure it's one that, that sticks with you as well, Kels. Yeah, uh, not for the right reasons, so, sadly. Uh, um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I never, I never minded going to Curzon Ashton up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> from that moment on it became sort of like a like a cursed um like a well like a cursed um hunting ground really because Gloucester never really did that well there and I think really it all started from from that nil nil that we saw which was I would say probably the worst game that I've ever seen I'd say it has to be up there um I think City maybe had one shot on target Zakovitsa Zakovitsa had a shot game. on target yeah I think it was yeah, from from like like twenty yards, and it was like the biggest pee roller that you've ever seen. It just like trickled into, <laughs> into the goalkeeper's hands, like and there was no like venom behind it at all. And I think I think Curzon might have hit like oh Ed Williams hit the crossbar as well, didn't he? Oh uh, yes, from, yes. Well, at one point, yeah, that, that was probably the most exciting like part of the entire day, apart from like when I got on the coach to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking <laughs> forward to getting home, like. <clears throat> exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I genuinely don't think that game will live um, long in the memory of City supporters for the right reasons. And what was that like? Eight years ago now? At least yeah. seven years ago, yeah. something like that. Twenty sixteen season. If you say um, memorable games to you, they don't necessarily have to be like no. the best day, day out or whatever you've had. They can be the worst yeah. you've ever seen. But the it might be terrible at the time, but you know, you look eight years later, you're sat there laughing about it, saying, "Wasn't that actually?" <laughs> <laughs> a good day out because we've got that, you know, that banter we can talk about now. Yeah. In, in terms of uh, you know your games, Kels, uh, you know you said when when Matt said about one being an FA Cup game, and you you said, oh, you know, is it going to be the same one as the one you picked? If you picked the Chippenham game as well, 
I've picked a Chippenham game. Oof. Not not the one that you're talking about. Um, I've picked... Matt will probably remember this. I mean, he would have been, what, 10 years old at the time? I was, <laughs> I was seven or eight, maybe. So, 2003-04 season. City are in the FA Cup third qualifying round at the time. Mm-hmm. They're at Meadow Park. Old Meadow Park, the original. And I'm stood in stood in the T end, the old T end, the you know, the original. Um City so, uh three one down, I think. Um looking like they're going out. And then all of a sudden, a man who I once described as one of my top five Gloucester City players of all time, Andy Hoskins, just pops up in the box from a Jimmy Cox cross, heads it in, City uh, City are back in it. Chris Burns' side back then had um, such a, a never-say-die attitude. It was it was really good to watch. Um, you know, they had players like Lee Smith, Andy Hoskins, that I just mentioned, Jimmy Cox, Tom Webb, um, Neil Griffiths. Um, I think Lyndon, Lyndon Tompkins was still there at that time as well. Um I think that might have just been before the Michael Whittington era, Matt. Don't get excited before <laughs> yeah, when we mention that name. Um and it just seemed for all the world that before that second goal went in that City would just cruise into another defeat in, in, in the FA Cup. Um, you know, and then things just changed. Uh just changed around. You felt the atmosphere completely change in the ground. Uh, you know, the team were buoyed and they never really looked like losing. And I think it was, um, what well, I think it was the penalty, um, right near the end, where uh, the Hoskins stepped up in front of the end. little old me stood right behind the goal. Um, I think there's actually a photo of me from uh, in the the citizen at the time, or it might have been the Pinkham actually. This is how lo- how long ago it was, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think there's a photo of me that my but my parents have like cut up or something, um, and uh, and kept it because it was it was like it was that memorable a moment, mm. um, and yeah, it was it was it was one of those games where you just felt like the city were down and out, and it, and it, I don't know why it just sticks in in my memory as like one of my favorite games, um, and maybe that's like me looking back with a bit of nostalgia. Um, you know, because I was so young and it was sort of like during that time where I was first really going to football and like like actually um, you know, taking it all in mm-hmm. and the match day experience and and things like that. Um for me, you know, that was that was the Gloucester City team that I sort of was was enamoured by, you know, that that was that was that was my first like city team that I that I fully remember. Um, so yeah, I've gone for that one as one of my favourites. Um, I'm sure lots of City fans will remember it um, for all the right reasons. Well, when you when you you're young, you know you, the, the memories of your first few football games are, are always going to stay with you. I know mine was uh, I went to Elm Park in in 1997, watched Redden versus Sunderland. Carlos Arba scored two, and I remember he scored one. It, you know, I've I've seen the video of it since. And in my head, as a young kid, I thought that's the best goal that's ever been scored. And the, you know, the matter of fact is, it was about twenty-five yards out. He's put it in bottom corner. Really, realistically, a keeper should have probably saved it. But you know, Reading, Reading won four 0 on the day, and 
I can remember that as my first ever time going to football. Obviously, I'd been watching football on the telly, but I'd never experienced going to a game. So, yeah, yeah, football growing up was was massive, you know, and it, and it is to to everybody. And you know, you look at Gloucester City now. We talk about you know a whole generation of, of fans have been been lost due to you know the the situation they found themselves in, particularly when you know we all we all came together. Um, one of one of the games that uh, I was always going to talk to you about Matt on 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 this was you know my first ever game covering local football. Um, I remember meeting yourself and Matt Phillips at Warden Road, and we had a chat about you know what you guys needed and and what I could provide as a, a student. And I know there was a few others that were there as well. My first game with the microphone, Gloucester City win seven goals to two against Truro, and mm-hmm. uh, you know from there the the rest is history. But you know. From from your perspective, Matt, you know, little insight into what it was like for you trying to, you know, run that Tigers radio and, and you know, raise the profile across the city. What was that like? Um, it, it was, I'd say, probably the easiest time to do it during that period of the club because, obviously, over at Wadham Road, playing away from home, fans couldn't get to games as easy. So setting something up like that, we had support from the Supporters Trust. Um, yeah, Matt Phillips helped us out setting up. Um, everything just sort of fell into place. And it was, I really enjoyed doing it. It was something I never thought about doing before, the radio stuff and whatnot. Always taking like an interest in doing radio and media stuff, but obviously t- took my career in a different path and became an electrician. So, <laughs> um, but Still dealing yeah, with wires, mate. Still dealing with wires, yeah. isn't it? That's it. But yeah, it was just, um, I think everyone just got on board with it. Um, managers, Boris, always wanted to talk anyway. So it was approachable. After every game, he'd have an interview. You could do that kind of thing with him. And then it just kind of grew from there. We did the video and then we put commentary on the top of the video. And then we started charging people for the radio and charging people for highlights. Two pounds. People used to have to pay two pounds to listen to our Yes, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> Now you can listen to this on Spotify for free. I'm not charging you a penny. People paid it. And um, yeah, like I said, that that period at Gloucester City was probably one of my favourite periods, even though we were playing away from home and against against the all odds and that kind of stuff. Just the team you had and the spirit you had and the way the club all come together was really nice at that time. And working with the the uni stuff and um, making genuine friends with students like yourself, it was really good. And then kind of pushed me on to do more radio stuff myself, really. You know, 7FM and Dean Bring Radio. Bring back the Indie and... Hour. Bring back the Indie <laughs> Hour on Dean Radio. I need this in my life. I miss it. Oh, settle down. That's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a disgrace. You're, you're, you're keeping the uh, the listeners of Dean Radio at bay. And they, they're, they're chomping at a bit for an Indie Hour return. I know they are. My people in the forest. They want it. Um, Kelsey. So you mentioned that, that game there against Chippenham. Um, are there any other games for you, um, you know, your, yourself and, and Matt, you know, you guys have been following Gloucester City for, <coughs> for even longer than I have. So there must be other games that, you know, you hold fondly, maybe Stockport away, I would imagine you hold fondly. Do you, I, it's, I was trying to think, it's probably top five for me, maybe not top um, three. I mean, that's definitely sort of... Yeah, I think to be honest with that one that you that you mentioned there, I think it's not just necessarily the game. I think it's just the the entire um, 
the entire yeah. package, you know, the entire day. Obviously, we went up there and we did we did the commentary, and you know, obviously we look at it from that perspective as well, where everything went went really well that day, and the game was good enough. Um, City probably should have won that game, and you know, to silence six and a half thousand wannabe Mancunians was absolutely fantastic. All um, the while, all the while, City fans so, were sat in the corner, no all dressed of- up. Yeah, <laughs> there was a few mad hatters about that day, mate. I tell you that. You can have that one for free, by the way. <laughs> um, I think, to be honest, most of <clears throat> it's it's weird because most of my sort of the, the games that I've picked, uh, a lot of them are you know the cup competitions. I just think you know I'm I'm hopeless romantic when it comes to the FA Cup. You know, I I, I will always um, uh, sort of. Or the torch for the FA Cup as being the best cup competition in the world, um, without any shadow of a doubt in my mind, and and the best competition, of course, that, that this country has to offer. And I think for me, most of the the the, the recent times, well, say recent. I mean, you're, you're going back ten years ago, but you know, you already mentioned one there, the Chippenham game of 2012-13. But I also think that there was something really special about the the, the first season as well, the 2013-14, where Gloucester made the first round again, two seasons in a row, having not done it for, for, for 23 years prior to that point. You know, of course, we all know how that one ended up, losing 2-0 to Fleetwood with John Parkin giving the uh, the shush to the Gloucester City fans at the end of the game after he bagged, um, <clears throat> after he bagged Fleetwood second. Um, but I think the game... Before that, the fourth qualifying round, you know, the Hampton and Richmond, Tom Webb scoring in the FA Cup, Tom Webb in front of his class as well. You know, you forget, Matt mentioned earlier, like the togetherness that was around the club at that time. And Tom Webb's students, uh, goes and Hill, coming to, to the game to watch him, you know, put the icing on the cake, really, uh, and send the team through to the, to the first round proper of the FA Cup. Uh, it's just moments like that, you know, which which really romanticise the FA Cup for me, and is what makes it all about. And it's hard for me to to put that one any lower than being, you know, one of my favourite games that I've watched. Um, not just you know talking about Gloucester City, but just in general. Mm. Uh, I think the, the the entire thing, the entire feeling around that game was just so overwhelmingly positive. Um, and now, even after it looked like Gloucester were going to do their their usual, oh, it's Gloucester City in the FA Cup. They've gone one nil down at home to a lower league opposition. Oh, what's going to happen here? Um, but in the end, I mean, it was it was comfortable. Um, and think you know we'd we'd all much rather a nice comfortable victory in the uh, FA Cup pool qualifying round than a nervy ninety second minute one nil win like they saw in the previous year. So. I'd put that one up there for Hampton and Richmond at home FA Cup fourth qualifying round in 2013. One, I, just uh, thought, yep. I just thought of another that you said about FA Cup. Um, the 2007-2008, Yate Town away, where Gloucester oh, was yeah. 5-0. Jack Pitcher scored all five goals and he won um, player of the round for that round in the FA Cup as well. Went to Wembley <laughs> for an award and everything. The reason mm. that game was so good there used to be a guy on the City Open Forum who was a Yate fan, and he used to be on there all the time, arguing with Gloucester City fans and chirping in here and there and everywhere. 
So we went there. <laughs> that atmosphere that day, ticker tape, toilet roll, everyone was yellow and black. I think people had face paint, everything. It was proper FA Cup fever for a first qualifying round match, this mind, in like September. <laughs> and mm. we absolutely smashed them. Jack pitched five goals. That is, that's one that lives in my memory. Every time we go to Yate, it could be to Yate versus Brimscombe or something like that. I remember that day <laughs> for the Gloucester City game. I think every time we went there in the league, we were rubbish. But that <laughs> FA Cup game was a special day. Let's uh, let's not forget what happened in the round after that, when City got knocked out by Shortwood 2-0 <laughs> at the new lawn in probably one of the worst games that I've seen. <laughs> um, I think Andy Hoskins scored in that game as well for Shortwood um, to bring it full circle from what I was talking about earlier um, cool. and I remember that as well like being stood on the terrace and it was one of the first times where I'd ever experienced Gloucester City fans like actively turn on the team and you know chant mm. things like you're not fit to wear the shirt and things like that um, and yeah I mean I don't know if that was just because you know they had Michael Whittington on loan and uh, they didn't like Cheltenham players I don't know but who knows well, you'll be uh, you'll both be uh, unsurprised to to know that one of my favourite games is the again in the FA Cup, and it's when Gloucester City played Long Levens at Meadow Park mm. uh, a couple of years ago. Um, that one for me, it, it even it wasn't just because it was Long Levens; it was the fact that it was Gloucester City against the Hellenic side. And you know, since twenty seventeen, a lot of what Seven Sport do and and what I do is is around the Hellenic League. Because we have so many sides locally that that are in it, you know the access to the players that you get and the managers and and you know all the sides have been great with us over the years and you know Long Levens' FA Cup run that season was a particularly good one, and for them to get their reward at, at you know the Tiger Turf, you know originally they they were drawn at home and the thought of you know potential TV coverage or you know limited attendance. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's saw meals and they had to swap the game because what people don't realise is the amount of work Long Levens put in to, you know, try and please everybody to to make sure our game, you know, was was held, you know, safely and, and correctly. You know, there was talk that if it was going to be a saw meals, for example, you have the the two fences that are on the Ibis Hotel car park, they'd have had to have like boarded that up because people wouldn't have been allowed to just like congregate in the, the car park to watch, which could have happened because the attendance would have been something like 300, 400 max. So, mm. you know, you look at the actual game itself, with it being played on a Sunday, you know, there was, you know, a couple of thousand people there. And, you know, the reason it sticks out in my head is that, you know, it, is a, it felt like a big occasion for, for local football to have uh, a, a local minnow against a side like Gloucester City, you know, National League North side Gloucester City, in terms of, of non-league football, you know, the, the highest ranked team that we have around here. And, you know, if you were saying to to me before the game that at halftime it was going to be one all, Long Levens were were firmly in the contest and, you know, someone like Cam Williams is the the lad who who, who scores the goal. You know, that, we, we talked, Matt, about the commentary for the Chippenham game for that winner for Darren Edwards. That's up there for me. And and I would put that with the commentary that we did for Cam Williams' goal. Because I said at the time when he scored that, you know, it was a, a kid who, you know, was 
in a Gloucester City under 18 side that still to this day is the best under 18 side that, that Seven Sport has seen. Um, and, you know, he was never really going to get a chance at Gloucester City. And for him to, you know, have his moment and, and you know, knowing him like I do, it, you know, it, it felt like the, the fairy tale of the cup was alive. I think if Long Levens had been told before the game, you're going to lose 3-1, you're going to be in it, you're going to be 1-1 at half time, and it's going to be this magnificent occasion, they'd have snapped your hand off for it because we talked about the financial incentives for clubs. The the money that they made as a, a football club, they've been able to invest into all their youth teams, their women's teams, the infrastructure of, of the club. And, you know, we saw it with with Shortwood United when they got to the to the to the games against Port Vale, for example. It's a massive, massive payday for for these local clubs. And and the occasion was, you know, I had a out of body experience when Cam Williams scored that goal. You know, it was just the the roar from you know, everybody, it, it, it felt like, yeah, it, it just a great occasion for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, I don't think I've ever, I like, I, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever known Meadow Park to make noise like that. And it was because the opposition scored a goal. Like that, It's crazy, isn't it? But, mm. um, it just goes to show how much that moment meant to, to, to Gloucestershire football as a whole. In terms of non-Gloucester City local games, do either of you have any outstanding games that, that you've seen over the years involving any of our lo- other local sides? They're all outstanding, mate. All of our local yeah. sides are outstanding. Come on. You can't you can't single one of them out. Um I would say um Seven Sport Shield games come to mind. As well, you know the um, the six five, <laughs> that one. Um, oh, Champ Saracens tough, against Tuffley. Tuffley Saracens. It was. Um, I mean, that was just uh, that was just mental. Like, there's no other way to put it. To be honest, like, especially, especially when Saracens had a red card quite early on as well in the yeah. game, and we thought this yeah. could be this could be anything because we were we were sort of looking yeah. at each other like, what's going on? A red card in our in our tournament? What do we do in this situation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we had other sort of vested interests, and we didn't really know what was going on either. But um, yeah, I mean, that entire game was mad. There's moments like that, and then when Jack Beardsall puts one in from what, like thirty yards, thirty-five yards in the top corner or something like that, and you're just thinking, "Wow, like this is this is crazy. Like this is a preseason game." Yeah, and man, it's just going mad, and not just any preseason game, but it's like. This is our preseason game. This is our cup. This is yeah. our final. Like, what the hell? Um, so that certainly lives, you know, sort of in the memory as well. Um, probably the most memorable Seven Sports Shield final, to be fair. Yeah, I think the we've been very lucky with the the tournament in in sense that the teams have bought into it. Um, you know, when we when we first had the the chats, I remember we we were talking about we should do this, and it was kind of. Well, what if the teams didn't give a shit? What if, you know, what if they decided, oh, we we don't fancy it? But, you know, even way back when in the first tournament, you know, Mark Richards, you know, I couldn't thank him enough because he did loads to to help, you know, promote it from a Gloucester City perspective. And he took it very seriously. You know, the conversations I had with him in the run-up to the game, uh, to, to the two games, you know, the fact that I said to him that he could, you know, Feel two sides of 11, uh, one first half 11, one second half 11. You could do, 
you know, roll on, roll off if he wanted. You know, he he, he loved that because obviously he was looking to to cut his teeth, as it were, as a Gloss City first team manager, you know, first full season. Um, had this, you know, new look side that was going to be going to Edisham and 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 this, that and the other. So it was a good opportunity for him. And and you know, you guys know from from obviously when it happened, but you know, we very nearly came close to the tournament not happening at all. Um, Gloucester City. <laughs> it's hard to I'm about to say these words, but Gloucester City are even more of a mess than they have been recently. And uh, <laughs> that it's, I, I, it's, I, I, do you know what? This is me using this as an opportunity to be completely honest with everybody. But putting this tournament together year upon year, the GFA have been very, very good with me and, and allowed me to nag them to make sure the tournaments go ahead. And the first, and this is the reason I do it, because the first one, the day of the deadline for everything to be in, it's so all the paperwork, the payments got to be in that they take from me. They got to process it all. They got to do everything. They got to make sure the insurance for the um, host club is all intact <clears throat> and that all four sides are registered to the GFA. Lots of city weren't. And, <laughs> I had to. I, I remember it was on the evening of the deadline. I was ringing around to Rico and a couple of other people, trying to get Gloucester City affiliated, because otherwise they were going to miss the deadline, potentially be fined, and their players would have been playing for Gloucester City during pre-season and for however long it took, uh, uninsured. So I don't think the players would have appreciated doing that. So it could have been quite, quite a mess, really. Um, but we were quite lucky, and, and the tournaments have gone on and. You know, every year they've they've been successful. Yeah, that, that was mad, mad timeline, wasn't it? And I'm pretty sure I I don't know if this is still a rule, um, when it comes to sort of like local FAs and things like that. But I'm also pretty sure if you're not affiliated to your local FA that you aren't allowed to enter the FA Cup and the FA Trophy as well. I think yeah. that's still a rule. So we we could have been looking at a situation a couple of years ago where Gloucester weren't playing in the FA Cup. Um, a situation that happened to Cheltenham Town, I think. Uh, I don't know how many years ago. Um, Ten plus years ago now. But well, ironically, that season, Gloucester City, Gloucester City didn't play in the Youth Cup because they didn't tick the box on the form. <laughs> that was the same. same <laughs> that was the same. Genuinely, the same season where when Gloucester City did uh, sort out the affiliation forms and things like that, you have to apparently just tick a box saying we'd also want to enter the FA Cup, and they just didn't do it. Which is, uh, <laughs> which is a shame. Um, <laughs> to, to, to bring this sort of slowly to uh, to to an end for, for this episode, in terms of recent games, um, you know, I think that particularly last season, the standout for me was not only the the, the Brackley game in the, the playoffs, but also the, the Chorley home game. The, the pitch invasion at the end, you, t- you guys talked about you know, Matt in particular about, you know, Wolves fans running on the pitch against Rotherham and, you know, Kelsey Ulison, City fans going mental as well throughout the years. And, you know, for me to be on on hand to call into the BBC Gloucester to to give updates and, you know, the pitch was covered in seconds. As soon as that full-time whistle went, you know, the, there was more, you know, people on the pitch than than I'd ever seen people on the pitch. It was incredible. Correct footwear on. No, no trainers, no, I hope. No, they did not. No, they did not. But you know, for we talk about moments like the the Gloucester Long Levens game being a big moment for local football. 
it felt like that was a massive moment for local football because for the first time, particularly since I've been covering local football, it felt like Gloucester could do it. And, you know, it, it, it felt different. And unfortunately, they, they fell short in the end. I was going to say, we, we can't mention playoffs without talking about probably the biggest game in Gloucester City's recent history. Um, which is probably my favourite game in my memory of watching any team is that um, Farnborough game, mm. playoff final, winning promotions mm. to the National League, North or South, whatever we didn't know at the time. But Blue Square, mate. The Blue Square. The Blue Square. That, that day and that achievement for the club was just unbelievable, really. Again, Gloucester City are a club always, always struggling with this, that or whatever else off the pitch. And then um, for them to, to do that on that day, that was an unreal game as well. Kelsey would probably agree with that. It's probably up there. It's one of his favourite games as well. To be honest with you, mate, like, I don't really remember the game. Like, I don't remember <laughs> the game that much. Like, I remember Matt Rose scoring. I mean, yeah. because that is, you know, like a, a, a once in a, uh, like a lifetime. Uh, opportunity to see that to be honest um, I remember Tom Webb going off injured and thinking yeah. oh my god like what the hell's going on here um, that was at nil-nil as well I think and then I remember in the 90th minute watching one loop ever so slowly onto the top of Kev Sawyer's goal thinking mm. that we were going to go to extra time and, and potentially penalties um, but in terms of the actual game itself I don't really remember it I remember the, I remember the day, um, absolutely clear as day. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just don't really remember that much of the game. Probably goes to show like that it wasn't actually a great game of football. It's just <laughs> yeah, we, associate, yeah. we associate the memories with it as being amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like you know, football is about memories and moments and things like. That. It's not necessarily about how great the game is and things like. That. I mean, you could have had the greatest game in the world and City end up losing one 0 and you, you you'd forget it in an instant. But, you know, you go there and you watch what was admittedly probably quite a poor game of football and City win 1-0 and they're promoted for the first time in 70-odd years out of the Southern League system. And you don't care about how good the game was or how bad yeah. the game was. Yeah, You yeah. care about the moments. You care about those moments where... Where you where you look to the fan to the to, to the right of you and and you 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 look at each other and you just have that sort of like that moment which is almost quite sentimental and emotional when when you know mm. when you think about it um, and that's what football's all about at the end of the day um, it's not about the game it's about the moments. I just wish they did it a few years later when I was old enough to go out drinking after because <laughs> that would have been a messy night. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen again. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, with this current team, mate, well, you might get a chance in the Southern League in a couple of years. You never know. I'm surprised Trev, the... Trev didn't just take you. I'm surprised Trev just went, ah, oh, come on, boy, you're learning tonight. Learning sneak, you into, tonight sneak you into liquid. We went to a couple of pubs. I think we went, we went to the term at Hora, I think. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and uh, you know, coming back to... You know, being a part of Seven Sport and obviously Tigers Radio before that, do we of you have any standout commentaries that you know or you you remember vividly? Because my one it always seems to be I've got two that no matter what I can't ever not remember, 
And the first one is the Gloucester City win against Worcester City. Uh, we just lost Matt from the the chat, so we're getting back in. But the the, the one that I'm thinking of with you, Kels, is the three uh, two win over Worcester City. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. Was it a Bromsgrove, wasn't it? And it was a Bromsgrove sport. Popper scored a hat trick. Scored a hat trick. I didn't. I I knew you were going to say that as soon as you started that that sort of train of thought. I knew that you were going to say that. I just and remember I it being a really good one. one yeah, I just remember it being a really, really good one. Um, yeah. In, in terms of the game, in terms of the atmosphere, you know, we were travelling on an away coach on a on a Tuesday night, which was something that I hadn't experienced too much prior to that. So for us to go up on a on a Tuesday night to Bromsgrave and see he lost the win 3-2. And one of my other ones actually is with Matt. I remember me and Matt went to Sirencester Town before they got their 3G. And I remember we went to commentate on them against Gosport Borough in the FA cool. Trophy. And the pitch was honestly, a, it was more mud than there was grass. And Charlie Griffin played up front. Zakovic played on, on the one wing and he was unbelievable that day. And I don't know why it sticks with me, but I remember we were commentating and we, I think I praised Charlie Griffin for being a big man, but still be able to move or something like that. And his wife was sat in front of us. <laughs> she turned around and sort of gave me the nod of approval to say that Charlie Griffin does move like, uh, he, he, for a big man, he has got moves on him. So take that as it is. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Any commentaries that stood out for you? Um, so, Ultranem away, I think, Tom Webb scored. And it was like his first goal he scored for Gloucester City in years. I just remember that one. Um, I think Adam Mann might have been commentating with me on that one as well. But I remember that. Um, Blythe Spartans away, commentated on that. Um, oh, what a trek. Going up there, trekking up there, reporting on the game. Um, I think City won as well, maybe. Um the other one is just for the commentary position, Bradford Park Avenue away. Knew you were saying it. Knew you were saying that. They've got like a detached house just on the edge of the pitch, and you're upstairs in this house looking over, commentating from a bedroom window, basically. Um, but you can hear the changing rooms are below. Yes. And I think City were losing at half time, and me and Penno were doing the commentary. And you could hear Boris downstairs. And we were trying to wrap up for half time, like, oh yeah, talking that this, that, whatever else. So all you could hear was Efren and Jeff in from downstairs from Boris. And I was like, oh, um, sorry about that. <laughs> so that one, I always remember that one. The one that sticks with me is when we did Bradford Park Avenue and we were sat next to Bradford FM or whatever. And the bloke just kept stopping his commentary and he just kept going, let's go back to studio, see how Bantam's getting on. I don't know why that's just un- unreal. That unreal. Get that on a t-shirt. It was that funny, and it, it will always be that funny to me. Just the way you get as a broadcast, you're stopping it and going, "Let's go back to the studio, see how Bantam's getting on." And at the time, Bradford Bradford City was shit at the time. So I was like, I can tell you how they're doing, mate. They're getting beat. <laughs> you know they're getting beat. Bradford Park Avenue are beating Gloss City here. Concentrate on this one. I am. Um commentary games as well one of the strangest one that you've probably had to commentate on is when uh i did the first half commentary absolutely fine half time <laughs> any referees <laughs> in the ground and i rock up and linesman for a national league north game that was bradford park avenue at home wasn't it i think it was yeah, yeah. it was and yeah 
I was, was, on the, was. I was on the Gloucester City line and I had Matt Coop barking at me for the whole second half. I'm like, mate, I'm, I'm just helping out. Didn't you have to wear the ref's spare boots? <laughs> yeah. No, I had boots in the car for some reason. I think I paid five aside like the hmm. night before, but I wore the ref's like spare kit and yeah. Honestly, if you've, ever, if you've ever seen the film Big... And then Ryan, Ryan went off five live after, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, if, if you've ever seen the film Big... If you've ever seen the film Big, where he turns into Tom Hanks and he's got the big man suit on, Matt was running up and down this line with a kid. It was way too big for him. But yeah, I was a student at the time and I ended up going on 606. And I, I didn't even... It, it felt weird because I didn't call them. So I put the tweet out saying, oh, I can't believe I've just commented on that. And like had to like leave it and stuff like that. 606 replied to me and like retweeted me and were like, yeah, you need to call us like now. <laughs> and I remember Chappers is Chappers made a joke and you no know, Chappers said something and I made a real joke about it. I think he said something like, oh how how did he do? And I went, oh well he did all right. Much better than his commentary anyway or something like that. <laughs> and Chappers and Savage, honestly, it was like I'd said the best joke ever and they 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 gave me a massive ego boost with their laugh. But that, it was incredible that day. <laughs> Because we we both looked at each other and you were like, oh well, I don't want to leave you. And I was like, Matt, I'm I'm not I'm 18 years old, mate. <laughs> I'm yeah, five. but I was like, I was like the the level I've refereed at at, the, at that time, the highest level I'd done was well, it would have been a Gloucester City Ladies game. Otherwise, it was youth football. I've never <laughs> done anything at a high level, and then to go into that, thinking also, I'm in front of the Gloucester City fans and. In front of the team I've been following for the last God knows how many years, I don't want to mess this game up. <laughs> I don't want to give an offside when it's, you know, I don't want to mess it up for Gloucester. Do you, know, do you know whose head I wanted I to be in that afternoon? Playing them onside all the time, should he? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I remember I remember Coop having a go at Matt, but the one person I wanted to be in the head of that game was Trev Yates. Stood there <laughs> in the stand thinking, don't you dare. Don't you yeah, dare yeah. get this messed up here. <laughs> Wouldn't have been proud. He'd have been like, oh, God's sake. You'd have had to walk home. You'd have had to walk home. <laughs> From Holly Road. <laughs> you'd, you'd have gone out to the car park, tyres slashed, and notes saying, <laughs> you're, like, you're not welcome. You'd have been like shamed <laughs> on your way out of the car park. Yeah. I think Gloucester won the game 1-0 in the end. They did they win, did. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So football. Football is something that's brought us together. Um, as, as you know, we've talked about particularly games like the FA Cup will always bring people together. Local football will bring people together, and uh, at this Christmas time, it's always good to remember, you know, why you're you're close to people and appreciate those that are there with you. And, and you two lads, I I appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you very that much. Was a, that was a long winded way of saying that. Yeah, I, I love you, mate. We love in, you too. In my head, I was like, I, I want to say I love you, but it's it's going out on the podcast. I can't. I, it's going to be on Spotify. I can't tell Matt I love him on Spotify. Surely not. What are you hoping for this Christmas? Obviously, we're, we're recording it nearly a month before Christmas Day. It's going out the night before. Matt, you're a family man. I imagine you've done Elf on the Shelf all, all December. You know, you're <laughs> going to be posting for for pictures with the family, all in the same pyjamas, different sizes, of course, but the same pattern pyjamas. I, I, I know what you're like, Matt. Come on. What are you hoping for Christmas? What, gift-wise or... Everything. Wise or Everything. Anything? What do you want to happen at Christmas? Uh, I just want to sit down with 
my slippers on, a nice glass of something, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Such a dad. Such a dad I answer. Want, <laughs> I just want everyone to be happy, and I just want uh, Gloucester City double over Herefords over the festive period would be lovely as well. <laughs> what about you, Carlson? Um, to be honest, I'm probably going to be on Christmas Day, uh, such are the joys of hospitality. So I'm just hoping for um, a nice stress-free day, but it never happens. Um, you know, this year has been a little bit rough for a lot of people, yeah. me in particular. Um, you know, I think everyone is sort of um, notice that I don't really do seven sport much anymore um you know and it's free no sort of it's not really like something that is an ideal situation for me but ultimately i can't really lend myself to 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 to, to commit in as much as, as i wanted to you know i'm trying to do more things to focus on myself and trying not to burn the candle at both ends like i was doing but you know hopefully for me as, as as soppy as it sounds, I just want people to, to keep supporting Ryan doing some sport. Because ultimately, I don't think that I've ever really said this to you enough, but, you know, you are one of the biggest champions of Gloucestershire football. Um, and when people say to you that Gloucestershire football wouldn't be the same without you, I genuinely do believe that. Um, I think you've put a lot of teams on the map, put a lot of um, you know, different uh, aspects of a lot of different clubs on the map when you talk about like ladies football and youth football and community things and, 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 and things like that. So um, I just think on behalf of of everyone that supports Gloucestershire football, you know, just wanted to say a, a big thank you for everything that you do. Um, it's definitely not lost on uh, on me and, and and everyone else um it wouldn't be the same about you mate and we appreciate the hell out of you thank you thank you right gotta agree with that definitely i never knew what brockwith album would do in 10 years ago but now i know <laughs> shout out to brockwith love you boys merry christmas everybody uh we're gonna we're gonna stop recording i'm gonna play the boys the christmas jingle if they haven't heard it yet but you'd have heard it plenty of times this december uh keep it locked seven sport or code uk and we'll, uh, we'll enjoy the festivities together. You're listening to Christmas on 7 Sports.